Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. He's Alan Styles, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason. I think that's a great point, Alan, because I think you hear it in some of the things that the Warriors are saying when they talk about, well, we just, Ty Jerome said, we just weren't ready to play, or we just, we weren't connected. Sometimes in the past, I've heard bad teams say that, and what they're really saying is, they don't want to say it, maybe they don't even know they're saying it, is the other teams are bigger, stronger, and faster than us. Yeah. We just don't have the horses, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And, well, we weren't connected. Oh, we got a lot of times you hear, oh, we just we don't communicate on defense. And it's like, doesn't matter. All the communication would be, hey, that guy's dunking on you. It just doesn't help. And I think to a degree, that's where they are physically right now. Again, when they're not to make excuses, but when they don't have their full complement of players. Yeah, the Warriors have created a monster in this new generation of player, and now they have to go up against them. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it is. These guys that... You're, you can't guard them in. You can't guard them out. And guys are learning. You know, there are not as many Steven Adams out there anymore. There's not as many. DeAndre Ayton, I would call, a pretty pretty old school center as well. Got right? him They're, coming to town Monday. Got yeah. him coming to town, too. Yeah. Now, he works because we have Kevin Durant. But even before, you're not asking him to do those things. Jokic and Embiid, they're unicorns. We don't even really need to count them. But... I guess we can because they, the game has changed. Steph Curry has changed the game to a level to now they're going up against guys that are products of watching mm. them. Hmm. Yeah, bigs are definitely doing things they never used to do. 888-957-9570. David in San Jose joins us. 95.7 The Game. What's up, David? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? We can. What are you going to do about it? I'm going to let you in on a little insight, at least what I'm thinking. Uh So I want to get your take on this. I think it's more of the coaching, unfortunately, and I don't want to, you know, I'm not a doctor by any means, but I'm wondering if Steve Kerr's back has anything to do with him being able to coach and actually physically get up uh, and and, and address some of the issues. And I'm going to bring a couple things in here just based on last night's game. Four turnovers in a row. You don't call timeout. You don't get up out of your chair. You let that go. And then in the third, there's a substitution. I don't know if you guys caught it, but Clay and um, Curry come back into the game. Okay. Uh, Baldwin walks out right away, but then there's six men on the floor for a second. Nobody instructs JP to go out. It's almost like Curry was like, hey, man, I didn't make the call, but you're out. And so I'm wondering if the coach, you know, when Coach Brown was here, he was ready to get up the instant Steve Kerr moved. And so I don't think the Warriors are, there's a disconnect. I think they're disconnected. And, you know, Kirk could go on for five years of losing season and still be the greatest Warriors coach in history for forever, probably. But I'm just wondering, man. I don't think it's the players so much. I think it's the coaching, unfortunately. So that's my two cents, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Fair enough, David. I don't agree with you. You're Obviously, you're entitled to your opinion. I, I, we have no reason to think that Steve Kerr's back issues have anything to do with how he's coaching, but we don't really know that. I just There's no reason to think that. I will say this. Uh, we talked about Mike Brown earlier. Mike Brown has the Kings playing with a lot of juice. 
lot of juice. Yes. And he's up and he's coaching They're also with younger. a lot of juice. They're yeah. also a younger but, team. But you know, I do think we maybe miss some of that juice that Coach Brown brought to the sideline sometimes. Well, and I was going to say, did you see when Draymond and Dylan Brooks got into it and they panned to Steve Kerr, he was looking off into space. He just couldn't be bothered. He's a hard time with this I, I didn't take that as anything with his health. What I took that as, we're, we we got bigger fish to fry. This is what Draymond does. There, I already knew this was going to happen. I don't care. Don't, I'm not focused on that. Don't you think Steve Kerr at this point with this team is kind of running out of ideas? It's like, yeah. I've got limited resources. Last night he went to the, well... You know, let's go small to start the game because Kaminga's hurt and he admitted, he's, yeah, we've got cute. But he just doesn't. And I think that's part of why the players look so disconnected sometimes. They don't know what to do because yeah. what they've always done is like, this isn't working. It gets confusing. You know, I love my high school sports and those coaches that have those heavy, heavy senior teams, right, who have been through the fires already. And they say, guys, look, there's nothing I can tell you that's going to surprise you or make you want to have that fire you got to go out and play this is your legacy this is it and i feel like that's similar to where steve kerr is you guys have been through everything we've been through everything together clay you not going after that ball for whatever reason i thought it was fair i thought it was fair what one of the callers said that maybe you know he he dives for it i i thought that the only reason i didn't think that in the moment is because i didn't even think clay thought anybody was near him you know, I think Clay would have went for it. I, I, I didn't see that as Clay not wanting to dive. I think Clay thought it was just going to go out. But there's nothing that anybody's going to tell you at this point, and you know that that's going to fire you up. You got to do it from within. So going back to that players' meeting that may or may not happen, and I think the other thing about the players' meeting is now it's a thing, and now it's a thing because you lost three straight. But now we're going to get reports or Anthony Slater or whoever's going to find out. So the Warriors held a team meeting and now there's going to be an even bigger microscope on you before a national game against the Bucks. Well, how are they going to react? They just had this team meeting and then and then they what if they get blasted again? Yeah, I do think it's fair to wonder about Coach Kerr's future with the team if Bob Myers leaves. And yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that, oh, they're going to get rid of him. But I, I mean, if Bob Myers leaves, I think there are going to be a lot of people that are going to look at, do I want to stay here? Maybe if this year ends poorly, maybe management says, all right, this we, we got as far as we got with what we're doing. I hope not. But again, these are some of the questions that you know that uh, Joe Lacob uh, is, is going to have to explore if this thing doesn't turn around, if he's not looking at that already. Mm-hmm. 888-957-9570. Mitch in Maryland, 95-7 the game. Hey, Mitch, Warriors too small in your view, huh? Yeah. If I was a Warriors GM, um, they would have had Jared Vanderbilt and Nerlene Snow for a bag of potato chips, and they'd be coasting towards their fifth championship. Um at this point in their career, Clay and Curry, and, well, Clay and Curry, particularly, are finesse players. You can't expect them to grind 82 games a season, you know, playing small ball. Um, Dre and Looney are worn out. They have nobody, you know, to back them up, especially poor Looney. Um, last year in the playoffs, you know, we caught fire. Wiggins and Peyton, they were everything for the Warriors' defense. But that's not a, uh, a recipe for long-term success. You have to fortify you know, the the back end of this team, and they're just worn out. They're too small. It's, it's so obvious. I know Kerr has a soft spot for Lamb and for Ty Jerome, the tryhards, but they don't add as much value to the team um, that um, Nerlens Noel or Jared Vanderbilt would have added. And I think Myers probably need to step in and, and overrule Kerr and bring in some 
reinforcements. Um, it's, I think it's still possible for the Warriors to catch, um, you know, lightning in the bottle in the playoffs when they have their full complement, but they just don't have the energy to, you know, sustain, um, you know, a a very a dominant defensive stance um, for 82 games, and this is the result. Thank you, so. Mitch. Yeah, appreciate that. I, Nerland's Noel, he just signed with somebody last week. Uh, I don't know that he would have been the answer. I think the worst could have pro- they had a shot at him. He was he was available for a long time. I don't know that he was the answer. Vanderbilt's phenomenal, and I don't know if they were ever in on him. I agree with you on him. Nerlens Noel, I don't think would have made any difference. Nerlens Noel is a net, by the net. way. Thank you. Yeah, and I think it was just last Saturday that he that he signed with them. And I don't agree that it's Kerr doing one thing and Bob Myers doing another. I mean, I think uh, I think they work pretty closely together. Well, I think Steve well, Kerr, well. I think historically he's liked having bigs on the roster. Not necessarily, I'm not saying, you know, uh, superstars or anything, but that Wiseman was supposed to be that guy this year. Well, look, to be fair, during the buyout period, yes. Bob Myers did say on an interview, and I, you know, I know where I, you're going. I, well, I'm a tinfoil hat guy, I, and I'm very open about that. I love my conspiracies. And Bob Myers did say something where he said, hey, we can go out and get these guys, but if they're not going to, and it was right after moving Wiseman, we can go out and get these guys, but if, you know, basically if the coach's not going to play, I'm not going to play, yeah, what's the point? So I, there might be something to, the handshaking not necessarily making the most sense. It's funny you say that, and I took that totally the other way. And I don't know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I took that just as the GM explaining, you know, we have to work together with the coaches, and you know, we have to see what fits with what we're doing. And, and I understand what that would imply to me that we have we haven't been. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I didn't hear it that way, but I. I understand what you're saying. Uh, 888-957-9570. Steve in San Francisco, 95.7 The Game. Steve, happy Friday. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. Um, I just wanted to kind of bring up, and, and I know it's been slightly mentioned, but I think it's important. You know, these guys didn't like the league on fire last year. They didn't come in in first. They, they worked hard. They struggled hard. And, you know, they pulled it together once they got into the playoffs. Everyone got healthy, and and they made it happen. Yeah, they did, Steve. You're right. I didn't think they would. I think they surprised themselves a little bit. But it just seems like last year, everything came together, and they had a full complement of players, and everyone was playing well. And right now, it just looks like it's in disarray. Mm -hmm. It does. It does. And not to say it can't happen, but it's hard to see it from here. Well, all right. If if we need to do it, Whitey, you you know I do. You know I'll go schedule watch. You got Bucks, Suns. You got to get one, right? Uh, if you went two and zero, I know you're at home, but that's still a tall order to go two and zero. I'd say you, you gotta, want back on the wagon if they go two and zero, right? No, no. If they go two and zero, if they go two and zero. After what just happened, I can't look at home wins. It's completely separate to me. Completely separate. And if you don't get that four seed that Shaq so wants the Warriors to get because he loves Steph Curry, if you don't get that four seed, you're going to have to start every playoff series on the road and if you haven't won you've won you would have to win let me uh, let me do the math here so if you stay at seven right well then you're in the play-in well i'm saying no if you stay at seven road games oh i'm sorry seven road wins seven road wins i'm trying to do the math so what round one round two you might you might get close to having to tie 
Your total of wins, if you want to take this thing home, tie or exceed your total of wins on the season in the playoffs. But they always win games in the playoffs on the road. You know, that's what Warrior fans are saying right now. Some, some are some, the gentlemen who just called. The Warriors always win on the road in the playoffs. Well, have they ever been in the dumpster going into the playoffs with their road record? No. No, they haven't. But that's why you can't overlook this team, Alan. It's like Richard Jefferson recently when he said, if they played Denver, I wouldn't bet on the Warriors, but I wouldn't bet against them. There's I, still that sense that maybe no, that and Warrior I, mystique I, I, I bubbling to the surface. And it's pro- if they go 2-0, it will be bubbling again. And I saw on the Xfinity Mobile text line, someone say, Alan's disbelief in the Warriors is alarming. It's not disbelief. It it's not disbelief, though. It's shocking, frankly. It's, it's just what I'm seeing. It's just what I'm seeing. I, I don't know... I w- if, if if we want to live in this just optimistic world, then I, then we can do that, right? But I can't. I can't right now. Why not? Because of what I'm watching. I'm living in reality, and the reality is, you just got smacked by the Grizzlies. The reality is, you lost to the Thunder. You borderline got smacked by the Thunder. I wouldn't say you did. And the reality is, you lost to the Lakers as well. The reality, the reality. is, with all those things going on, if the playoffs started okay. today, if they which. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. You would be in the playoffs, and you would be playing. Well, you're playing the one, eight, two, seven. You'd be playing the Memphis Grizzlies in a first round series. And I wouldn't. And, you wouldn't. You'd watch those games, wouldn't you? I would. Yeah. It's, it's too bad it's not a rivalry. But <laughs> you know, I, I I would love to watch the games, and everybody everybody in Dub Nation would say. We got this. And maybe the Warriors do. Look, and, and, and again, fun. let me preface this by all saying, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But we have no timetable on the on two very important pieces. And then, and I said earlier, Whitey, and I'm going to say, I didn't mean to downplay Kaminga being out. I just meant to say, well, the, Grizzly, the Grizzlies were missing people too. That's it. Because Kaminga being out does definitely matter. We don't. I, I haven't seen any reports in terms of how long Kaminga's going to be out. They're probably still trying to figure it out. Yeah, but that so. is another blow because you don't. It's a blow because you already don't have GP two, exactly. And he's turned into that Darrell Revis type corner Kaminga has, and now you don't have him. So now it's Divincenzo and Divincenzo. I know GP two was able to overcome. And and again, if if GP two is going up against full blown six eight power forwards, it, it would be pretty tough. But he could still, he can do some things. GP2 is a complete weapon on the defensive end. You have Kaminga, who does have that length. That's why everybody's so excited about what he does defensively. But DiVincenzo, he can't do that. DiVincenzo is a really good defender. But I'm also thinking at the same time, does he look really good because the rest of the team isn't really good? Hmm. He looks good to me because, A, he's been making shots, although he didn't shoot well last night. And, B, he plays hard. Which is concerning yes. because it's noticeable when a guy plays hard. You're like, "Hey, look at that guy! He doesn't. He stands out because yeah. so many of the other, the rest of them don't look like they're playing." Hard. Right, and he'll and he'll pick you up full court. And I don't think I don't think any of that's planned. He's just I'm just going to pick you up full court. So you have that. Is that enough? Divincenzo, Draymond Green. Who else defensively? Without Kaminga, who else do you trust defensively? I don't know that I trust anybody, but, well, Kevon Looney, certainly. Kevon Looney. Like, yeah, Kevon yeah. Looney. Yeah. Here, I know a lot of people don't like Lamb for a lot of reasons, um, but just looking at it from a basketball standpoint, when you don't have Wiggins, and then you don't have Kaminga, and then you don't have, you miss Lamb. They could have used Lamb last night. I'm not saying, oh, they were, what if they had him? 
But you've got the situation with him as well, where he's I think he's got one more game he can play mm-hmm. before he's used up his eligibility, if you will. So you've got that situation, too. And doesn't that say a lot that you're really hurting because one of your two-way guys wasn't available last night? My goodness, this is the world champion. Well, and here, and, and my question is, well, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for in terms of if, if you're going to sign? I think the answer is you save money the longer you wait. <sighs> I'm not saying, yeah. And I'm not trying to count pockets. You know, my parents told me don't don't count other people's money. But I also know that you want to win. And, yeah. and and as much as Anthony Lamb has turned into a bit of the Chioza of this season, I think he gets a lot more really? grief. I, yeah. A lot of people say get rid of Anthony Lamb. And I get it. That jump shot ain't pretty. And I get it. He misses defensive assignments as hand, well. The guide hand comes off earlier than any NBA player I've ever seen on it. It's almost, it basic, well, they, they say it's supposed to be a one-handed shot. Uh-huh. So maybe... Yeah, well, I'm I mean, not saying it's good or bad. It's just why I, you know, when I first started watching him, she was like, "Whoa, I've never seen anyone do that like that." Let me go through this tweet that I put out yesterday, please. And I promise, after this, I will do my best. At a sizzle, no. If you want to follow no, him on Twitter, it's not at a sizzle, isn't it? Mark Randy, isn't it? No, at it's a not. Sizzle. Yeah. Okay. What? Is yeah, it? I think it is. It, no, it's not. <laughs> it should it's be. At, it's at Styles Files. That's right? right. That's right. You're right. So. And after this, I promise to try to be optimistic. I will. I really will. I don't even know if we want you an optimistic. This is what I see. No inside scoring presence. All three-point shots. I saw this tweet. No inside defensive presence if the team has somebody over 6'9". That's no disrespect to Looney, but that's just what it is. No bench scoring. Jordan Poole. Mm. No perimeter defense besides, I guess you want to put DiVincenzo, but one guy is not enough. Turnover prone, and you can't rebound. You can have two of the best shooters in the world, but if that's what else you have, Whitey, again, maybe we need to just look at this and say, all this makes kind of sense. Where's the guy who just said he was going to try to be optimistic? I said after I read that. I said after I read that. What did you do to him? I said after I read that. 888-957-9570. Kevin's in Pleasanton. Kevin, I'm sorry you had to hear that from Alan Stiles. What do you make of this warrior situation right now? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yes. What's up? Great, great, great. Hey, listen. So let me ask you guys a question. Um, You know when you have a good thing and you drive it and drive it and drive it and drive it, either you evolve or people are going to catch up. Kerr invented something really cool, right, the system, and other teams are caught up to it. And we haven't evolved. And I said it's the beginning of the year, and, and one of the guys laughed me off. But I'm not talking as a fan. I'm talking as a coach. At some point, you've got to evolve and bring in athletes. Kerr doesn't want athletes. Kerr has not brought in an athlete and kept them at all. It's always glue pieces. 90% of the players, if they left the Warriors right now, they're not going to play for another team. And I forgot which one of you guys was just naming. We can't do this, can't do that. You're talking about the athletes that we have. Kerr has a system, man. And he's riding it as long as he can. He's got pedigree. One of you guys said he'll be here for five years longer. He will. But you don't want... If your son could play for the Warriors right now, not right now, but at this type of, of program, it's not going to help your son be good. Because the Warriors are scrambling, doing the best they can, but they don't have the talent. And they haven't evolved to be competitive with the rest of the league. They're just only depending on Clay. It used to be Andre, Mom, but now it's just Clay and Steph. All right, Kevin. Sometimes Kev. on the court, guys, 
Yeah. Th- thank you, Coach. Appreciate that. I just have a hard time believing that Steve Kerr does not want athletes. I don't want any athletes on my team. I want guys like Brian Cardinal. I don't think that's true. I understand. I'm with you. You look at the roster and then you don't have a lot of athleticism popping off that roster right now compared to other teams. But I don't I don't think Steve Kerr's in there dictating that no, I don't want any of those guys. But that doesn't make but, any sense. But I didn't really but did I hear it like that or did I hear it I don't know how you heard it. I heard it. Like, you just don't have them, not that you weren't seeking them out. I thought he said that Kerr doesn't want them. But either way... Yeah, either yeah. way, I don't... I don't. Here's the thing. You have sunken your money into three Hall of Famers that deserve the money, right? And Clay was very athletic before his yes. series of catastrophic injuries. Clay, Steph, Jordan Poole is newer, right? Andrew Wiggins and... You've done deals with Draymond before. That puts you in a tough situation. You won championships because of it. Now you are simply limited in who you are able to bring in. It's that simple. It's not the that, luxury tax is working. Yes, it's it's not that Steve Kerr doesn't want these guys. It's that they can't afford it, afford them. And I, I look at look at Dante Divincenzo. If Dante Divincenzo wasn't injured in Sacramento and he was doing this, he wouldn't be with the Warriors. I used to call I used to call the Warriors Last Chance You. You ever watch Last Chance You yeah. on Netflix? Love mm-hmm. that show. Because GP2, he he was Last Chance You. He was almost out the league. You reinvigor- reinvigorated his career. Wiggins too to a degree. Wiggins to a degree. Otto Porter Jr. to a degree. And now Dante DiVincenzo is going to be, hey, thank you. Hey, I got my scholarship. I'm out of yep. here. I'm going yep. Pac-12, baby. Yep. I'm going Big Ten, baby. <laughs> We're Power Five. Yeah. And that's what the Warriors have done. But the same way we get on Farhan with the Giants, they're not all going to hit. And I'd even say they kind of hit with Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome. So, again, I don't think that is that Steve Kerr doesn't want these guys. Where's the money coming from? Steve Kerr is not the accountant. Right. When he's they were able to get, I think Kevin Durant is, maybe he's not a classic NBA high-flying athlete. I think he's, when he was here, he's a great athlete. I don't think Steve Kerr had a problem with him. It's hard to get those guys, A, through free agency, as you just pointed out, you don't have the money, B, through the draft when you're successful. But when they did struggle uh, and they got second pick, they just missed yeah. on him and... Kaminga is still an open book. He's very athletic. I, he's contributed this year. And, you know, I don't think we can say he's a bust. Far from it. We just don't know if he's going to be as good as he could be. Maybe. But they missed. It was very rare for them to have a shot at a guy like that with a second pick. And they whiffed. Mm-hmm. I know. It happens. It happens. It happens. And it's unfortunate how things happen that way. And look, we can't leave Moses Moody. Moses Moody is probably a good example. So l- let's talk about that. Because would you call Moses Moody a, a, I guess, somebody in that athletic category? I mean, when you saw what he did Santa, in Santa Cruz with that one-handed put-back jam, that was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But at the NBA level, he doesn't seem to be an overly athletic. All those guys are phenomenal I would athletes. agree. I yeah. would agree. What does Moses Moody go? 6'5", six, 6'6"? Six, six? Uh, yeah. So he's a guard that can't... He's not even a combo guard. He's almost... He's a small forward. I mean, I don't know. I don't think that there are enough examples of Steve Kerr saying, no, get that athletic guy away six, from five. me. He's listed at 6'5". Yeah, get that athletic guy yeah. away from me. I just don't think they have had the opportunity to get them. And when they've taken swings, 
on a Kaminga who Kaminga was openly a project. Now you could question it. People love Kaminga, and I don't want I don't want people on you know uh, the like YouTube Kuminga. chat Infinity yeah. Mobile Text Line to yeah. get on me and call in. But he was a project, so did that make the most sense? I don't know. Maybe they just they love this upside, but there were multiple teams in front of them that could have gotten Kaminga, but they wanted guys that could impact now. So I think it does come back to James Wiseman and James Wiseman's athleticism because when you draft somebody in that spot, you are thinking you're pretty much ready to go. Now, would you think they're ready to go after he just didn't play a whole season of basketball? Maybe they felt, I mean, it's NCAA basketball. What it, The only reason I know he's in the AAC because that's where Temple is. Mm-hmm. Where he's, he's, uh, he missed a year of AAC basketball. How much different of a player would he have been? And honestly... I don't know. I don't know. But the idea that Steve Kerr doesn't want athletic players, I I wouldn't. That doesn't make a lick of sense. Mm -mm. Uh, Mark Randy has a question for us. Yeah, you guys talking about kind of the the roster limitations that Steve Kerr is dealing with. Uh, You remember uh, shoot around the day before the game against Oklahoma City, he was asked about Anthony Lamb because he had just reached the 50 game marker, meaning he's ineligible unless they, uh, they, you know, guarantee his contract and he'd be ineligible for the postseason as well. Made it seem like he wanted Anthony Lamb to be on the roster and be available. Obviously, they can't right now because Lester Quinones is taking up that final roster spot. But given Wiggins' injury, what was the logic for the Warriors in the first place, giving that 10-day to Quinones? Why wouldn't they have just created Anthony Lamb's give him the last roster spot it seems like Steve Kerr and the Warriors need him without a wing and Andrew Wiggins that they could have been a help throughout this road trip yeah uh, I'm sure you know Mark that by bringing in Quinones that allowed them gave him a little more leeway with the other two because of the confusing rules by bringing in Quinones you, you delayed the deadline for making the decision on Lamb and Jerome and then last night my understanding is that yeah he was inactive but Kaminga got hurt during warm-ups, right? So that's why it's like, why wasn't Lamb there? Well, they didn't know Kaminga was right. Yeah, yeah, that happened right before game time. I, I'm sure if they, yeah, knew that they would, yeah. have, they would have done things differently. Is is he is uh, Lamb's at his limit now? I thought he had one more game to no, go. No, he's at he's okay. at the limit. All right, he's at okay. the limit. And Steve Kerr was very open. He connects a lot of things. That's what Steve Kerr said verbatim. And again, I'm going back to you, Whitey. Now, yeah. and this isn't. Is that Bob Myers and Mystic Allen or no, the no, real no, but I'm saying a sizzle. It, it, for Steve Kerr to say that and they're in this tailspin. Now, at the time when they had said that, I think they were in the midst of the they were in the midst of the the winning streak. But for Steve Kerr to say that, and then maybe it's not Bob Myers. I mean Bob Myers is probably at this point, hey, if you want him, that's not on me. It's Joe Lacob's money. But there so whether it's Joe Lacob that down to Steve Kerr or Joe Lacob to Bob Myers to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is saying, I want this guy on my team. We have an open roster spot. And you just said a little bit earlier, it could be a money thing. So that, to me, sounds like a disconnect. Maybe so. Does anyone else remember also, and I'm agreeing with you on that, um, right around the deadline, I remember Steve Kerr saying, we need more size because Kavon and Draymond... They're they're being asked to do too much, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone paid any attention to that. But that was the coach basically saying we need some more size here, but they didn't do anything about it. You mentioned also earlier. You mentioned what Bob Myers said when asked about landing a big, mm-hmm. and we you and I heard it differently. Yeah, Mark Randy found the cut. So here was Bob Myers asked if they would add a big in the buyout market. Which, by the way, now it's you can't get someone in the buyout market to have them eligible for the playoffs. So that ship has sailed. But Bob Myers. Asked if they'd get a big, a land a big in the buyout market. 
you know, we hope that we have enough, but we'll look and see. It's it's also determinative of how the coaches will use that player. For for us to say, here's a big guy, and the coaching staff to say, well, we're not playing that guy. doesn't matter if he's seven feet tall or eight feet tall. Any buyout conversation has to be done uh, in collaboration with the coaching staff because why bring a player in if they're not going to use him? But if there's a player that the coaching staff and the front office thinks can be helpful, absolutely, we'll go target that guy. But um, there's a good John Wooden coach. Don't, don't confuse activity for a achievement and I just want to say oh we scoured the buyout market here's so-and-so and the guy's sitting on the end of the bench because for us it's three four million I don't know it's three million dollars or something like that which which Joe has done and would do but that's the conversation with the coaching staff as far as who would play and who's available yeah I don't hear that the way you hear it why I'm just wrong I'm a, say, look, look, we I'm a tone work together. guy I'm a tone guy there were tones there him and Steve are tight there were tones there I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just reaching. Yeah, I, I could be totally wrong, but that was my honest reaction was him explaining, look, I could go out and get DeMarcus Cousins, but if he doesn't play, what's the point of doing that? Um, it was the other. He went to it a couple times, Whitey. He said, if they're not going to play him, if they're at the end of the bench, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a... Yeah, like I just... A, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a James Wiseman-ish type no. deal. No. I don't know. You think Steve Kerr said... Wiseman's out of here. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think it's as innocent. Maybe it's in the middle between us somewhere. Huh. Uh, Judy's in Moraga. I don't know what's in between us, but I know Judy's in Moraga. She joins us 95-7 the game. What do you got, Judy? Help us figure this out. Hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much because I, I said I called in uh, 10 days ago and uh, on the morning roast and was just wild, like so fired up, five in a row. We're going big, we're going, we're yeah. going all the way. Everybody do that to you. was hyped, and Stephen A was like pegging us for the finals. Everybody was so hopeful. Then, then Steph returns, and I swear to God, I, I am a superstitious person, but I thought, I think the, the guys that were playing when Steph was injured kind of got their mojo going, and I knew it would be an integration, you know, thing. But then no Wiggins, uh, no GP2, Kaminga gets hurt. Three in a row, we, we look deflated. So I hope you won't think I'm crazy, but I really think we, we got to get our mojo working. I mean, uh, these guys have got to find their groove. And I, I think maybe Kerr's uh, strategy of uh, rotating too many players in and out uh, I just couldn't. I just couldn't see them get into their rhythm, and half the time they looked like they were standing there watching the ball, the ball go out of bounds. Like nobody was, nobody was defending. It was crazy. No, you're right. And for this team to look that disconnected and disinterested, you know they're not disinterested. But that's what's so interesting to me is it clearly it's like what everyone's kind of like. What are we doing now? What are we doing? Right? They mm-hmm. just there's no. They're not connected like a championship team was well, last year. Not connected. Yeah. There's a player that Steve Kerr said connects them. Anthony Lamb. Did he really say that? He said Anthony Lamb connects a lot of our lineups. Okay. But I, to Judy's point about Steve Kerr with all the different lineups, and again, Steve Kerr admitted last night, he said, yeah, I got a little too cute with that. I, Alan, I, again, just think that he looks around and he's like, I don't know what else to try. Let's try this. Let's try this. That's not working. And he's looking for some level of defense, which I think one of the reasons he's so discouraged right now is because during that winning streak, he thought he found it. Something was clicking. Even Ron Adams. We talked about Ron Adams today. He went on with Bonte and Mully, and he was saying, 
you know, the schemes are working, but they're just playing with more juice. Mm. You know, if you're Steve Curry, you had to feel like, yes, finally. And then they go on the road and whoosh, it went away. Well, you know, you know what, you know what, gone. you know what happens is you ever, you know, making a, making, you could, you could even be making a bubbly water. I like, I like fruit <laughs> with my bubbly water. Wait, and what you, am I doing and now? You, ever, you ever cut the lime or a lemon uh-huh. to squeeze in your bubbly water? Yeah. And then you go to bed and you leave the lime out. Uh, and now the I can lime. Say I've never done that, but now, I'll play along. And now the lime. I do it all the time. First of all, you get fruit flies, so I hate doing it. But now the lime or the lemons got no more juice. That's exactly uh, what happens to the oh, Warriors. Okay. When they're at home, you cut the lime. Yeah. It's nice. You squirt it into whatever bubbly water you have. Then when they leave, it gets left out and it's dried up. There's no more juice, Whitey. Zero. All right. Zero. Thank you. Uh, Grant, you. Yeah, you ever do that, Grandy? Ever happened to you with the lime and the leaves? Absolutely not. Yeah, come on, know. I'm not alone here, and you're so mad because it, there's still a good bit of the lime left, Grandy. <laughs> Grandy, let's go to that sound about Anthony Lamb and Steve Kerr, how he connects the lineups. He plays an important role for us because he connects a lot of lineups with his ability to space the floor and, and shoot the three, and then he, you know, he just plays the way we've always played with you know .5 basketball, make a quick decision drive it, pass it, shoot it. Um, and then he's big and versatile enough to, to guard multiple spots. So he connects a lot of our lineups. Um, when we play two bigs, we can have him at the three or, or you can play him at the four. Uh, so he's he's been really helpful for us this year and we'd love to get him on the roster and we'll see what happens. Yeah, he w- he wants him on the roster. I'm telling he's you. not on the roster. So that was a week ago after the Pelicans when they beat the Pelicans 108-99. to yeah, I'm telling you. No. What are you telling me again, just so I'm clear? I, I You put well, the lime in the coconut? Well, yeah. I'm just saying you don't yeah. want to do that, but I'm also saying I think there is some type of disconnect between Steve Kerr and I, I don't... The thing is, when you know you're, you might not be with the team, I don't know where Bob Myers' head is at, right? If you're not making any more moves for this season... What what is it? What exactly is it that you do here? <laughs> if he's not, they're not making any more moves. Mm-hmm. Assuming they're not, and he doesn't have another contract, what could he be doing? Or where does he feel like he lives? I don't know. What did you want him to do? Are you implying that he should have done something that he didn't do? No, it's fine because if you are no, We're because he can only do his fans here. I'm not coming down your road. No, he can only do whatever he gets the green light to do. Right with with a certain level of trust. I don't know if it's on Bob Myers to get that quote-unquote there's no deal to be done with Anthony Lamb it's not like he has other suitors it's just you're going to bring him on or not and if Joe Lacob or whoever is saying we don't want to spend that cash I, I just I don't know why they would wait yeah you think on some level perhaps you'd never admit this but maybe Joe Lacob looking at this going I ain't paying any more money than I have to for this yeah I I hope not. He's proven in the past that if he thinks there's a chance to win, he's going to spend as much money as he can. Mark in San Francisco, 95-7 the game. How you doing, Mark? Hey, Mark? guys. Yeah. Uh, Hello. It's a great show. Uh, I mean, Whitey, I, I, I respect you, and I'll always, you know, kind of like, you know, really here listening to you, but this Wiseman thing you got going on, I, I don't understand it. Uh, I mean, since he got traded, have you guys watched him in Detroit? I mean, the guys had like double doubles, like three out of five games, and then, and then most importantly, he had he had great plus minuses on a very bad team. So you can't tell me that he can't contribute on the on a team you guys are just talking about that needs a big. 
All right. Uh-huh. I mean, I mean that. I mean, Alan's absolutely right. There's a disconnect. I think I, I haven't heard that Myers uh, audio before before today. And absolutely, I mean, he's he's talking about Wiseman, and then Steve Kerr that could be played. I mean, he he won't play big. Athletic base. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I'm just hoping. I mean, looking at. I mean, just watch a game he played last night. I mean, Warriors better pray to God he doesn't turn into another Joel Embiid. All right, Mar. I just think right now. Thank you for the call. I. Well, obviously, with this lineup right now, this roster, there's no big for Steve Kerr to play. He doesn't have any. No. Baldwin's the biggest big on the team. But I don't buy the narrative that the front office wanted. Kerr to play Wiseman and he refused to play him so they had to trade him. We talked about this Wednesday. You look it up. Steve Kerr played Wiseman early in the year. The plan was for Wiseman to play a lot. He did, right? We looked it up. Here we go. Yeah. He just didn't play very well. And I know he's putting up numbers in Detroit and I hope he ends up being a great player. I'll tell you this. Every bad team has somebody who scores 20 points. Sure. Sure. And the whole plus or minus thing if your team loses, there's going to be a bunch of minuses. Specifically, if they lose by a lot, most of the time. Plus and if your minus team wins, for one game, I think, is really so wildly, I'm just saying, look, overused, it's here, it's Friday. Yeah. We're all having a good time, Whitey. It's been a good time with you so far, and we still got time. But I'm just saying, <laughs> look, let, let's just spitball here. Yeah. I'm here on the Santa Cruz Warriors roster. Uh-huh. What do we know about Jace Johnson? He's seven foot. What do we know about the guy out of Marquette? What do we know about... EJ Onu from Shawnee State. He's 6'11". Whatever you read about it, you know that much more than I do. But I last year, they didn't have much size on the Santa Cruz roster. So I'm, I'm just saying. they at least have some. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. You never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about uh, John in Oakland? By the way, I'm not sure you and I seem to be disagreeing. or I don't even know what we're disagreeing. We're disagreeing over the disconnect between I think we're di- Kerr and, and, and I guess, yeah, we're Myers. Di- we're disagreeing okay. over the disconnect, right. yes. Okay, gotcha. Hey, John, what's going on in Oakland? How's it going, fellas? Good. Hey, so what I'm seeing, me personally, is a team that's just not highly motivated. And I'm talking about the star players. I mean... I think they accomplished what they were looking to accomplish. They were out to prove that they could win a championship without Kevin Durant because where everybody thinks, oh, they only won because of Kevin Durant, you know, even though they won that first championship without him. Well, they accomplished that. They they went out, as you saw last year, when the season started, and they were playing with a, a lot of intensity. I can't mm-hmm. get the word out. Yeah. And they got out to that start, and then they kind of, shut it down. We're like, okay, we're good. And then they went out and they rolled right through the playoffs and got that championship. They accomplished what they were looking to accomplish. You ask yourself right now, what are those guys looking to accomplish right now? What is their motivation? They won that championship. That's what it was about. Draymond Green said to Kevin, we don't need you. We've been winning before you got here. And you know what? Don't, don't tell me they weren't out to prove that. You heard Steph after they won that championship. What do they got to say now? You heard Clay Thompson calling guys bums on, on the podium. I mean, they were highly motivated last year to get that chip. And if they wouldn't have got it, you would see a totally different team this year. But they won that championship. So where is the motivation? You know, I mean, as fans, we always want you to win. But I'm talking about as a player, where is that motivation? What are they playing for? Because right now they're playing for nothing. They're playing with house money. 
That's all I got, fellas. I think that's a great call. Thank you, John. By the way, this uh, update from Anthony Slater on Twitter. Jonathan Kuminga out against the Bucks tomorrow night after that right ankle sprain in warm-ups yesterday. Andre Iguodala, Clay Thompson, probable. Again, this is for the Bucks tomorrow. Andrew Wiggins remains out. Giannis is questionable for Milwaukee. That's the latest from Anthony Slater. It's Whitey Gleason, Alan Stiles. Uh, what do you think, Alan? Two D words that are deeply disturbing when it comes to the dubs. Want to dive into those? Let's do it. Or do you want to get into your, I know your topic that you oh. We're going to get into it. We're going to have to We're do gonna it We're going to have to, yes. Yeah. And what is it that you want the 49ers to do? Just kick the tires. Kick the okay. tires on Lamar Jackson. Uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson. That's next. We are sponsored by Bob's Discount Furniture. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Almost quitting time on a Friday, Alan. How about that? You could spend the weekend with your bubbly water and your limes. And yeah, the, the text line is getting on me a little bit about, oh, come on, you never had a LaCroix. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, someone questioned your your legitimacy as a, a sports fan or sports fan. Yeah, yeah, they host. said that's, no sports that, fan that would have line. bubbly water with that, lime. I enjoy all my sports line. watching bubbly water with lime. Thank you very much. What sports are you watching this weekend? This weekend, well, you know, the Warriors, obviously, yeah. whatever they got going. World Baseball Classic. How about I, that? I like the World Baseball Classic. Mom's from Panama, so I, they might be gone by then. They're one and two. They got smacked by Cuba, who was winless. So hopefully Panama figures it out. Giants beating Team, Team USA, USA a couple days ago, so that was pretty big. I heard you say earlier... Not to bring something off air on air again, oh, but you, you think the Giants may surprise people. If that is, in fact, true... I agree with you. I do think the Giants are going to surprise people. Now, what that means, I feel like those classic Giants can make some noise. <laughs> we don't know what noise is, but we know that they they can make it. Noise is being a legitimate contender for a postseason spot all the way through. Yes, or some late run. But I and I I don't I don't think that's out of the question. The Giants yeah. will surprise some people. I'm not going to say that they're going to be in the World Series or anything like that. But I'm. I'm feeling fairly confident that they could make the playoffs. They made some noise last year, but the noise was... Yeah, so, they could make know. some noise. Yeah, yeah. Dark Horse. Yeah, and it's selection, about, selection Sunday I was going to well. say, yeah. speaking of Dark Horse, it's about that time. And I look, every year we every year this happens, I've only won one year. I, 
I think I came in second in the Yahoo thing, but I filled out a bracket that didn't matter because I was in college and I had no money, but I filled out a bracket. It was the cardiac Kemba year. I did. I probably wasn't alone, but I, I did. had them that year to okay, win so, it all. So maybe I wasn't not, in a pool, but I picked him. Maybe, yeah. maybe it's not, I'm not as unique because of what he did in Madison Square Garden, but I did pick right that year. And then I got on the Shabazz Napier hype. So both times UConn won, I picked them. That's the only time I picked the winner. I'm normally a big... Do you have any teams... Why? Here's my question. Do you have any teams, college teams specifically, or pro as well, do you have any teams that you just like for no apparent reason, just no connection? Maybe you just like their colors? Who knows? But it's not even that you're fa a, a full-blown fan, but if they're on, you find yourself rooting for them. Oklahoma City's one of them. And I'm not saying that they're my favorite team or anything, but I, I like there's something about Oklahoma City right now that I like. And there's like just no connection. Zero. There's just something about I like the young, scrappy underdogs. Okay. I do. I find myself gravitating. When I was a kid watching wrestling, uh -huh. I always rooted my favorites to be the guys that got their asses kicked every week. All I was right. so stupid. I didn't realize that guy's not going to win. This guy's like, that guy's oh, not going to win. This is his week. No. Oh, no. No. Jerry no. Monty lost again. There you go. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have. How about you? For me, it's colleges, and it kind of gets me. Because I have no connection. I don't I watch some college basketball. Nobody watches enough to, you know, we're not Joe Lenardi here, but I got for for some reason I was telling Grandy in the green room, Tennessee. I've always liked Tennessee. I, I've never been to Tennessee. I have no connection to Tennessee, but I, I like Tennessee. I like Auburn. I guess I liked orange as a kid growing up. Okay. And you I told like, me earlier you had some orange golf pants. I did. Yeah. They were more Auburn-ish Auburn, a little darker right. there. Okay. And then I like Ohio State for no reason. I just find myself rooting for them. No, con no, no connection to any of those. And I've never been in any of those states either. Huh. Well, maybe Ohio, but huh. nowhere else. You don't else. even know if you've been to Ohio? Well, it's because when... Well, we're doing the baseball travel yeah, thing. I know, yeah, yeah. but those travel well, traveling all. I don't, I don't think I don't think I yeah. went to Ohio. Would you like to get into Lamar Jackson at all, or would you like to get back to uh, some fine Warrior fans on the phone here? Let's what let it, it, let's let the Warrior fans out. All right, let's talk to Rich in Daly City. Rich, thanks for hanging. You're on ninety five seven. The game. What's up, Rich? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Happy Friday. Thank you. Um, yeah, you know, I was listening to you a couple points regarding the D. I think, you know, um, you know, Kerr's inability or un lack of desire to add like length and a big uh, are the are the issues with their defense because the guards are having to cheat to rebound or cut off drive, and as a result, they're out of position to to get back to the three, and that's probably why you're seeing so many open threes. Um, you know, the other thing with the youth. They were good enough last year to win a chip. I, I think where the mistake was is they should have been playing them earlier in the year to help develop them. I mean, I don't, I don't buy into your, you know, the discussion about the foot speed, you know, with Moody and everything else because he was coming out of a program where it was a former NBA coach and, the, and he was supposed to be a three and D guy. So I think people are just waiting for their roles to change and get the opportunity. But it seems like they're being the youth are being relegated to the bench, and all this wasted time was going to the the two way guys. And I don't understand that. And uh, with regard to the change in momentum or the the five game winning streak, they should have left the starters alone and kind of phased in um, Curry back and maybe as you know as he got back into health. 
but they threw off the groove, in my opinion, by uh, inserting him immediately into the starting lineup and, and throwing off any momentum that they had gotten. So All I don't right, know Rich. what you guys think about that. Thank you very much. By the way, someone on the text line accuses me of being a huge fan of the Washington Generals, and that's really not entirely true. I learned my lesson. <laughs> learned my lesson. Um, Steve Kerr played the younger guys early in the year. Look it up. They played. They didn't play well. Then, you, okay, these guys aren't playing well. Do we continue to play them? The team is losing. We're trying to win games. So he made the decision to play them less because they weren't playing well. I don't buy the notion that he didn't play these guys. I uh, know what they were losing anyway. He did play them and they weren't playing well. That's why he didn't play them as much. That that that's what happened. That is what happened, and and I don't know if it's selective memory or or whatever it is. And I'm I'm we're all guilty of it. I'm certainly guilty of it. But we went through this on Wednesday. Wiseman was getting minutes. Now Kaminga, I think you have more of an argument for because we were clamoring for Kaminga and the Moses Moody thing. I'm just I'm just to the point where I'm just assuming there's something. Not I working. like him, but I don't think he has played very well. He's and, playing well in Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah and, and look, it's, mind. it's tough when you, hey, get in the game. and I'd like to see him play more. It's really hard to get playing. It's really hard to earn playing time. You, you just you have to have that mentality. And I think from some of the things he did last season, when I, I remember specifically that Mavs game, when he really carried the Warriors. Oh, yeah. I think they might have ended up. Shots. I think they still ended up losing, but he, he kept, some he, big time he kept them in it and. He just can't get time. So I, I think fans in general are just stuck between trusting the coaching staff, trusting what the Warriors have done there to defending champs versus what we're seeing and what just doesn't seem to make a ton of sense. Yeah, and someone on the text line is pointing out that no one played well, Whitey. Well, you know that starting lineup was playing well, and there was a drop-off when they went to the bench. And you're right, no one was playing well, so it just didn't seem in the coach's mind like a good time to, well, let's play the younger guys more. Because yeah. they were trying to win. Alan, thank you so much. The last couple days have been a ton of fun. Yes. I always appreciate the opportunity to work with you. I truly do. Love working with you too, Whitey. I hope you have a great weekend. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Yeah, and of course, uh, Monday, we've got the new schedule here, and at this time Monday, uh, they'll be wrapping up their first afternoon show, Willard and Dibs, so don't miss that. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. What's coming up on the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Best of the game, an hour of 95.7 the game's best content from the day. Hosted by Mark Grandy? Can it be the best of the game if it's hosted by the Mark Grandy? I'll be listening. Well, I guess we'll yeah. find out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. Thank, Thank you. you, Mark. Thank you, John. Thanks for listening to 95.7 The Game. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.